think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shields me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the desert. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody. I want to thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super, super, super excited today. You know, technology allows us to be able to go out into the masses. It allows us to break barriers. And even the Lord Jesus Christ told us that go out into all the nations to tell them about them. And so we've been talking about in August, the fruit of the spirit. And today we're gonna talk about that fruit of the spirit, joy. And I'm so excited hailing all the way from Nigeria. We have Eudaic Isaiah with us today, and we've been talking back and forth. He's an amazing man of God. He's a speaker, a revivalist, a minister. He is a servant leader, and I know that the Lord is going to work with him to bring an amazing message today. So I thank you so much, Minister Isaiah, Isaiah, for being with us today, and I'm going to pass the torch to you to introduce yourself and go ahead and bring us a message for today. Okay, God bless you. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. My name is Pastor Udwa Ndaya from Nigeria. Yeah, I, I consider it a great privilege to be on this platform today. And by the special grace of God, I'm going to introduce a prophetic teaching today titled The Joy of the Law. The Joy of the Law. We understand from scriptures that the joy of the Lord is a strength. We understand from scriptures that joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. Joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. And we need this fruit in our lives. We need this fruit as Christians. We need this fruit as believers to be able to go ahead in life, to be able to move ahead in life. Because the fruit of the Spirit is what will keep you and I moving in our walk with Christ. We're truly need this fruit to be able to keep moving. And this fruit is not as a result of an external factor. This fruit can only be derived from Jesus Christ. He has the fruit. He has the fruit. And it is our responsibility to align to the Spirit of God to be able to manifest this fruit in our lives. Because Jesus is, is joy personified. The Bible says, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. So, one of the ways we can derive the Spirit of joy. Is, is, is to align ourselves with Jesus Christ. Because you will realize that the world is full of depression, 
the, the, the world is full of negativity. The world is full of problems. The world is full of challenges. So therefore, the only way we can escape from all of these challenges is to align ourselves to the fruit of the Spirit. I repeat, the only way we can get ourselves free from all these challenges of life is to get glued to the fruit of the Spirit, is to get the spirit of joy from the living God. Because the moment you have this fruit in you, you will be able to overcome the challenges of life. Life is full of challenges. Life is full of ups and downs. So the only way we can overcome all of these challenges is to align ourselves to the Spirit of God. Because Jesus is joy personified. And we, 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 we need this joy to be able to move ahead. The Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. So if you really, really want to be strengthened in your inner man, if you really, really want to be strengthened in your, in, in your professional life, in whatever you find yourself doing, if you really, really want to be strengthened, you've got to manifest the joy of the Lord, which is the strength. Now, take for instance, there are, you know, there, 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 are, there are men that are into sports, there are men that are into athletes. For you to be able to be a perfect and outstanding athlete, you need strength, you need sooner. So you, you should be able to, 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 to align yourself to the spirit of God. You should be able to submit yourself, surrender to the dictate of the Holy Spirit. Because it is joy personified. And we only joy, we all have to be to, to, to be joyful. We have to be joyful. We have to be joyful. So you've got to align yourself to the spirit, to this to the spirit of God. Because Jesus is joy personified. So it is our responsibility to realize that we cannot make it on our own. We cannot make it on our own. The only one that can help us. To make it in life, it is Jesus. And you also realize that depression is real. Depression is real. So in order not to be depressed, in order not to be, you know, you know, disappointed, frustrated in life, is to develop the spirit of the fruit the, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. And now one of the ways we can get and maximize the fruit of the Spirit is to be in His presence. Are you getting it? It's to be in His presence. It's to study the Word. It's to, it's, to, it's to believe in Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And you also realize that when Jesus sends the, the, the 70 stewards to minister the good news, they, they return with joy. When he sent the 70 stewards to go and minister the gospel of, the, of, of Jesus Christ, they returned with joy. So you agree with me that what kept them going, what kept them going to be able to do the work of the Lord was the fruit of the Spirit. They were all filled with joy. They were all filled with joy. So we really need this truth in our lives. And you also realize that joy is quite different from happiness. Joy is not the same thing as happiness. 
Happiness is as a result of an external factor. Some can say something that's very happy, and before you know it, you 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 just get excited. But when it comes to this to the to the fruit of the spirit, which has to do with joy, it can only be derived from Jesus. And I'm still here to let you know that the fruit of the spirit is what you and I need to be able to live and walk perfectly with the King of Kings. The Federal Spirit is what we all need to be able to sustain and to maintain our walk with Christ. We can do it on our own. We can do it on our own. Like I, I said, the Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9, that by strength shall no man prevail. So if you really want to prevail in life, you've got to align yourself to the Spirit of the living God. It's the Spirit that will help you to go far in life. It is the Spirit of God that will keep you going. It's the Spirit of God that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies. It's the Spirit of God that will bring forth the light in your life, in your career, in your business, and in your family. So if you really, really want to manifest a joyful lifestyle, if you really, really want to live a life that is worthy of emulation, you've got to develop the spirit. You've got to develop the spirit. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to inculcate the fruit of the spirit in your life. And joy is a very vital fruit that will keep you going. Now, take for instance, for those of us that are some, 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 some persons that are into sports, you realize that when you're not feeling well, when you're when you know when you're sad, when you're depressed, you you you, you can't go to the field and do what you're supposed to do. If a basketball player, you 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 will not be able to go to the field and 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 perform excellently. So it is a spirit of joy. When we talk about that joy, Minister Isaiah, you know, as I talk to you, we have, much like you said, we have coaches, you know, we have leaders, we have people who play the sport. And yeah. one of the things you said that I love so much, you talked about joy and happiness being two different things. You said joy is not dependent upon your situation, people, and your current circumstances. Joy is, I'm reminded of that song, and I don't know, you all may sing it too over there, but it says, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. We used to sing that growing yes. up. Yes. And so when you said that, I think that is huge for us to remember because people can take away our happiness. One small yes. thing can happen and our happiness can be taken away. But yes. the joy uh, yes. of the Lord is our strength. And I love Most how time. you put that out there, that the joy of the Lord yes. is our strength. And the more exactly. that we find joy in him, the more he strengthens us. Exactly. As a coach, as a minister, I have a question for you, you know, in this world that we live in, right? Like I'm watching you. One of the things 
you know, many people, the light kind of went off. They probably would have got upset and you kept speaking. And that was like a huge piece. What's some advice that you can give coaches about being able to stay joyful and keeping joy when hard times come? Okay, my my advice to coaches is 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 that you 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 want you've 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 got to be filled, you've got to be consistently filled with the spirit of God. You've got to be consistently filled with the Holy Spirit. So that the moment challenges come, of which they will always come, you 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 will not be set either on. Life is full of challenges. And as a as a coach, you should expect challenges. A wise man once said that challenges make it a man. So you should always expect challenges. Therefore, when you're filled with the spirit of the living God, you 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 will have what it takes to subdue and to conquer those challenges. So one of the ways a coach can stay ahead and up when challenges come is to ensure that he or she is always filled with the Spirit of God. And when you're filled with the Spirit of God, it will impact you with the fruit of the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit of God, it To inculcating you down, because it is lifting up. So it is the spirit of the living God that is in you that will compel you to proclaim and to declare that there is a lifting up. So is the spirit of joy. So as a coach. You must always align yourself to the spirit. Are you there, coach? I don't know if you're still there with me. I know your your light keeps going out. But one of the things that while we're waiting on Minister Isaiah to come back in. One of the things that I loved in his day-to-day walk, right? He's consistently filled. He talks about being consistent and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And one of the things that he said as he's coming back in, you got to unmute coach, unmute yourself. You went out for a second. You got to press unmute. You went out for a second. Come off mute. You're muted. Can you unmute it for him? There we uh, we go. Yep. All right. Continue. You're good. I can hear you. Okay. Like I said, that one of the ways...
coaches could stay out of out of out of spirit. Holy Spirit that has the fruit of the spirit. So the the, 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 the moment you feel the moment you're made up of the, the, the fruit of the spirit, which is which is joy, which is which, which is love, which is faith, which is patience, the moment challenges come, of which they always come, they won't wear you down. They won't wear you down because the 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 fruit that's in you will, will have the capacity to take care of those challenges. So one of the sure way you can subdue and overcome challenges as a coach or as a professional, as a Christian, as an individual, is to be consistently filled with the Holy Spirit. It's to be, to be consistently filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has the capacity to, to strengthen, he has the capacity to, to, to direct, he has the capacity to help, he has the capacity to guide, he has the capacity to take a total and comprehensive control of your life. So you must always subject yourself to the dictate of the Holy Spirit. You must always be filled with the Holy Spirit. By so doing, when challenges come, when problems come, you will be able enough to withstand those challenges by the help of the Holy Spirit. Remember the Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. So it is a spirit of a living God that will be able to strengthen. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. I think that it's beyond it. When we have the Holy Spirit within us, it we don't have to go find it when things get hard. We don't have to run and hide. It's like a storm, right? It's like a storm that comes and now I have to go get prepared. But if I keep those things that I need with me, I'm already prepared. And if I consistently keep the spirit of Christ in me, when trouble comes, when I'm sick, when hard times come, when people make me upset, the joy of the Lord and his Holy Spirit is in me so I can go ahead and tap into the greatest power. And I think that's amazing. I think that as leaders, and you will probably find this too, as a leader, oftentimes we will be, we'll have so much thrown at us and we're attacked because the enemy knows that we're God's leaders. So how would you instruct us as leaders, as servant leaders, to be able to rise above the enemy's plan, the enemy's challenges? Because it's hard. So how would you tell us as leaders to be able to keep moving even when the attacks of the world come to try to stop us from doing God's will? All right, thank you very much. You know, first and foremost, the Bible says that we, 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 we should not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Amen. Yeah, we should not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. And the Bible speaking again in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the enemy came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God has come to give us life and in abundance. So, in God, put your trust in God. And you should realize that the enemy is 
out there to destroy. The enemy is always out there to fight. He's a consistent fighter. But he that is in us is greater than he that is in them. And as a result, you should not fight this battle by yourself. You should be able to hand over this battle to the King of Kings. You should be able to allow God to take the lead. The Bible speaking in the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 14, saying, The Lord will should to fight your battle. You should allow the Lord to fight your battle. Because when the Lord is in charge of your battle, victory is assured. Already, as Christians, we are more than a conqueror. But we cannot conquer the devil by our own strength. We can't conquer the devil by our own effort. It is only the power that is resident in the living God that can conquer and destroy and silence the devil. So as a leader, irrespective of your chosen career, you must always allow the spirit of God to take control of your life. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You make him into a lighter and green pastures. He led me. So you must ask you take when you're divinely led, you 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 can be defeated. Because he that is ahead of you is greater than he that is coming behind. The Bible speaking in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 14, that as many as as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you've got to be led by the Spirit. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. The moment you're led by the Spirit of God, I guarantee you that you will be divinely covered. You'll be divinely protected. So the first key to, to avoid and to silence the devices of the devil is to submit to the dictates of the Holy Spirit. Is to align your spirit man to the spirit of God, and you should be willingly ready to allow God to fight your battle. Never involve yourself in a battle. Never involve yourself in any battle. You must always allow the spirit of God. You must always allow the King of Kings to help you fight your battle. Because when God is involved, when God is there to fight for you, success, victory is absolutely guaranteed. So the bottom line is, allow God to fight your battle because God is mighty. All power, all power belongs to God. And by the mention of his name, every knee must bow and confess that Jesus is Lord. So if we have Christ, we should allow Christ to fight a battle. When Christ fights your battle, I guarantee you that you will always emerge victorious. Just allow him to fight the battle. Allow God to fight your battle. Allow God to fight the battle. You must always engage in prayers. You must always engage in Bible study. You must always seek to be in his presence. And you must 
submit yourself for him to lead you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He made me to lie down in clean pastures. He leaded me through the path of righteousness. What is his name saying? Even though I walk through the fellowship of the I will fear no evil. So when you have Christ in you, you become fearless. You become fearless. When you have God's coverage, you become fearless. So you must allow God to lead you. You must allow God to lead you. When he leads you, I guarantee you that victory is assured. Victory is assured. Thank you very much. That was powerful. That is powerful. Because what I think about, I'm a coach as well, okay? And so when you go into any battle, you go into any victory, I mean, not victory, but any uh, uh, contest, any sporting event, you don't know the outcome. You don't know if you're going to win or you're going to lose. You don't walk in that knowing. But you said it best. You said you're divinely protected and if you submit to the Holy Spirit, victory is yeah. guaranteed. And that is yeah. an amazing and powerful assurance that we can have in Jesus Christ, that no matter what we face, no matter what battle we find ourselves in, that victory is guaranteed if we allow him to fight our battles. That also makes me think of one of my favorite songs, I don't know if you've heard it, but Yolanda Adams, The Battle Is Not Yours. And I love that song. And so often when things come in our lives, we try to fix it before we go to God. Before we said the first prayer, we try to handle it in our own might. But you put it out here best. You said the enemy is a constant fighter. And it is. The enemy wants to do whatever it can to take us off our path from working and leading for God. But it's a guaranteed assurance that if we allow God to fight our battles, victory is guaranteed. I I don't know about many people, but I find so much peace in that, that no matter what I face, if I place it in God's hands, Victory is guaranteed. That's powerful. Absolutely. Yes, thank you very much. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I talk about often on here is helping people to be able to develop a relationship with God. You know, you and I, we didn't start out knowing who he was and being strong and consistent in the Holy Spirit. And we have some coaches, we have some leaders, we have some athletes and believers who are trying to figure out how to develop a relationship with God. What's some advice that you can give to a believer? They believe, but they're trying to learn how to build uh, their relationship, how to strengthen their relationship with God. What's some steps you can tell them to take to be able to have that relationship with God so they can allow him to fight their battles? Thank you very much, Coach Chelsea. One of the ways we can, we can develop a relationship with God is by one, prayer. Because prayer is an 
interrelation with God. So if you want to speak with God, you 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 will be consciously and be ready to pray because prayer is the medium with which we we pour out our heart desire god god says men we ought to pray and not to faint the bible says call unto me and i will answer you and i will show you great and mighty things that know it not so one of the ways we can develop a relationship with god is by prayer he has already given us an open chat that we should call on him. Jeremiah 3, that we should call on him. He's given us an open chat. He's given us the go ahead. He has authorized us to call on him that he will answer us. So one of the cardinal ways we can develop a relationship with God is to call on him by his word. He said we should call. So in order to develop a relationship with God, you must be consciously ready and willing to call on God by prayer. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened. So you can only open the door through prayers. So one of the kind of ways we can develop a relationship with God is by prayer. Even Jesus, while he was on earth, one of the ways he could communicate with his father in heaven, it was by prayer. Most times he will go to an isolated place where people are not disturbing him. He will go there and pray to his father in heaven. That is to say, he was standard. Is our role model, is our father. So if Jesus could be communicating and developing a relationship with his father in heaven by prayer, it is now our responsibility to follow his footsteps. Each time we want to speak with God, we want to develop a relationship with God, it is by prayer. That's number one, prayer. Number two, study of the world. We must be students of the word of God. The Bible says the scripture was written for our profiting. Now, each time you study the word, that the logos, God will be speaking to you. You'll be getting revelation. So as you're studying his word, God will be unraveling the mysteries of the kingdom of God to you. Each time you're studying the world, it's, it's, it's basically an interface. God will be speaking to you and you'll be getting the revelations. You'll be getting rema. Those are two cardinal ways we can develop a relationship with God. Number one, I said by prayers. Prayers the means we communicate to God in heaven. Number two is by studying the world. Each time we study the word, which is the logos, 
God will bring forth the rhema. And when we receive the rhema, we will be able to use it to our own advantage. And one of the ways you can receive the rhema, it is through Bible study. It is through Bible study. And then the, the number three means we can develop a relationship with God is to be in his presence. Is to be in his presence. The Bible says, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Then you say, when you are in the presence of God, you are not permitted to be depressed. When you are in the presence of God, you are not permitted to be defeated. When you are in the presence of God, you are not permitted to suffer any form of affliction. So, as a believer, as a Christian, as a leader, one of the three major ways we can develop a relationship with our Father in heaven, number one, is by prayer. Number two, studying of the world. Number three, you must be in his presence. You must be in his presence. And number four, you must be ready to submit yourself for him to take charge. Because God is not a law enforcement agent. God is not a law enforcement agent that will impose or enforce his will on you. No. You, 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 you must surrender for God to be able to take charge. You must surrender to God. You must come as a child and surrender to him. So the moment you have surrendered to the king of kings and you're open, you're, 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 you're sincere about the fact that you want him to take charge, that is when a bond will be able to be established between you and the king of kings. That's so good. And you must be humble. Yeah, you must be humble for him to be able to lead you because God is the proud and gives more grace to the humble. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think that is amazing and well said. Um, a lot of times we tell people to come to Christ, submit to Christ, follow Christ, trust Christ, but we never give people the steps. We never tell them how. And you broke it down so easily for those who are listening, who know who he is. They've heard about him, but they've never been taught how to seek him. You know, I grew up in the church from a little girl. You know, my my mom and my grandparents, they had me in church, but that is not the same for everybody. So for those listening, the way that you've broken that down, I think is amazing. You said you have to pray. Pray as the conver- prayer is the conversation between yourself and him. And just like with Christ, you and I got to know each other better. How? By conversation. We kept communicating. So we developed a relationship, which led to this conversation today. Prayer with Christ is the same thing. It's a conversation that over time allows us to better know him. Then you said we have to study the word of God. I think that is amazing. 
how do we know what his word says if we don't study? How do we know, like you said, when we're reading his word, we can start to get those revelations. He can speak to us through his word. Then you said we have to be in his presence, not just on Sunday, not when we go to church, wherever you, whenever you worship, I go on Sunday for two hours or I go on Wednesday for an hour and I'm done. But the more that you're in his presence, the deeper relationship, just like a relationship or a marriage or a friendship, if you don't spend time with the individual, how can you know them? How can you get to know them and build a relationship if you can't be in their presence? And then lastly, you said you have to be able to submit and surrender and, I'm, and be humble. And I think that is huge as a servant leader. I think that is huge as a coach, anybody that leads, a minister. If you cannot be humble, if you cannot submit and surrender to what Christ is calling you to do, that is the truest definition of being a servant leader. It's having that, like his word says, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. And I think that's amazing. I think that was a powerful point. I think you laid that out so easily for those listeners that are really trying to find a way. And honestly, us seasoned Christians have to remember these four steps because sometimes we get out of there. So I think that that was powerful. It really was. You know, we're talking about that humility, okay? And in being servant leaders. When we talk about being a servant leader, I think about Christ, right? Yes. And I think about him at the Last Supper. And I think about those actions that he performed. And I think about on Sundays during communion where they read a reenactment of what Christ said. I think about him washing feet, Minister Isaiah. I think about him washing feet. The most powerful entity of the three trinity chose to serve and wash the disciples' feet, right? And so as a servant leader, when listeners are out there, how would you describe what Christ wants us to be as servant leaders? How would Christ tell us to lead as servant leaders? Thank you very much. You know, like I said earlier on, that Christ is our standard. is our role model. So Christ himself exhibited the spirit of servanthood. If you think of the likes of Paul, Apostle Paul in the Bible, he was proud enough to call himself a servant of Jesus. Talk of James, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 1, he was proud enough to call himself a servant of Jesus. Even Peter, he was proud enough to call himself a servant of Jesus. So, we must depict the footsteps of Christ 
And as a leader up there, your responsibility is to serve and not to be served. If Jesus could bring himself alone to washing his disciples' feet, I think that was powerful. If Jesus could bring down himself to, 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 to serve the humanity, I think this is an attribute a leader is supposed to inculcate in our day to day life. And their reward, their reward in servanthood, their reward in stewardship. Now, for instance, if you're serving a particular company, a particular organization, for a number of years, you're thinking of God. When you serve God, the interest of his kingdom is to reward you. Now, the Bible speaking in the book of Job chapter 11, verse 36. Job 11, verse 36. Saying, if they serve him, if they obey him and serve him, emphasis, if they obey him and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. So if you and I want to spend our days in prosperity and our years in pleasure, we must activate the principle of Job 11.36. Job 11.36. If they serve him and obey him, they will spend their days in prosperity. So there is a reward in servanthood. There's a reward in servant tool. So I, I, I'm going to use this platform, this privilege, to encourage every leader out there that you must just be ready to serve. Serve. So how does to say God would exalt you in a serious way? So whatever you're doing out there, with, 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 a, with an open mind, with sincerity, with honesty, you've got to be rest assured that you will be rewarded. God has the capacity to reward faithful servants. He has the capacity to reward faithful servants. So as a leader out there, serve humanity. Serve people. Just serve people. You will be promoted. You will be lifted. You will be lifted at the end of the day. Like I said earlier on, if I'm working in an organization today, I'm putting my, my efforts, my energy to the success of that organization. At the end of the day, I will be rewarded. I will be promoted. You know? So, that thing goes to those that are in leadership. When you find yourself in a position of leadership, you are basically there to serve, to serve. And the more you serve the people, the more your foreign heaven will continue to exalt you. The more you serve humanity, the more you serve people, God will continue to reward you. He will continue to reward you. Because God is not user of men. God will not use you and dump you. When he uses you, he is equally ordained to reward you. 
So one of the attributes of servanthood is service. Is service. And when you put in your time, your energy to serve, your service will never be in vain. You're going to be rewarded at the end of the day. So it's good to serve. It's good to serve. Jesus said, humanity. So we have to follow his footsteps so we can, at the end of the day, enjoy this heavenly blessing in servanthood. Thank you very much. No, thank you. I think that is great because as leaders, so often we think we're there for us. We're there to promote ourselves, right? We're there to want to be in the front of the line. Uh, our name on the board, our name on the award to get the credit. But you made it so perfectly clear that if you are in a position of leadership, your main job is to serve. And if you do the serving, Christ will be the one that promotes you. If you focus on truly serving, he will promote you because the attribute of leadership is service. That's powerful. And that's amazing because so often we miss that, especially in the sports world or in leadership when we want more money, right? We want the bigger title. We want more followers on social media, right? But if I'm serving, Christ will promote me. And Minister Isaiah, one of the biggest things that I always remember in service is the biggest thing I'm working for is to hear him tell me, servant, well done. That's my reward. That's what I want to hear. Servant, well done. What I don't want to hear is for me to get there. And he says, depart from me. I know you not. Because at that point, every award, every win that I may have won in games, my record, every medal and every ring, I can't take that with me. And just like the word says, what profit a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul. Very start. That's perfect, Minister Isaiah. That was so powerful. I love Thank that. Yes. I hear you, JD. If if you serve, he will promote you. That's perfect. Exactly. And that's all he calls us to do. I just, if we handle that, if we serve, he will do the promoting. He'll do the raising. I think about those individuals in the Bible, so many stories that could be told, right? But every time there was an individual who was in the right place at the right time, serving as God told them to, they end up being promoted. Every single time. It wasn't, it wasn't the most powerful. It was the obedient. And, and, and I think that that is so powerful. You know, as we begin to close, God is a lot of things to me, right? He is a lot of things to me. I could sit here and talk you through midnight, your time about what God is to me, right? He's been so much to me, Minister Isaiah, like I just truly can't tell it all. He's healed me. He saved me. He's protected me. 
he truly has just come in. He's taught me how to serve. He's taught me that it's not about me. It's about his will, right? But God is a lot of things. And when I think about this world, right? One of the things that we're sharing right now, the pandemic is not just happening over here in America. It's happening over there too in Nigeria, right? Hate, right? And mistreatment is not just happening in America. It's happening over there in Nigeria as well, right? But one of the things I do know is that God is in America, but at the same time, he's also yeah. over there in Nigeria. <laughs> so Minister Isaiah, he's a lot to me, but, but I want to know, what is God to you? If I were to ask you what God is to you, what is God to you? He's, he's, my, he's my everything. Yes. God is my everything. God is my everything. You know, if you anoint Christ, you've got no life. Come to John chapter 15, verse 5. He's the vine. You are the branch. So if you do not have life in Christ, you've got no life. He's the vine. With the so have life. Somebody said, living a life without Christ is full of crises. So, Christ is everything to me. Without Christ, there's no me. Without Christ, there's no me. I am nothing without Jesus. So, if you ask me, Minister Isaiah, who is Christ to you? I will simply tell you that Christ is absolutely everything to me. He's my source. He's my life. Is the air I break? Is absolutely everything to me. Thank you very much. I love it. I I think about so many things, Minister Isaiah, and I'm with you, right? There's a lot of people in my life. I have my family, I have my friends, I have people just in different capacities, right? But they serve a purpose, right? Like. My people at my job, they serve a purpose. Certain relationships and friendships, they serve a purpose, right? When we think about family, my mom is my mom. That's her role, right? My siblings are my siblings. They serve a role. But to be able to think about Christ, to be able to think about God in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, to be able to think about, as you said, he's everything. He's my source, right? To be able to think about that he can be every single thing that I need, not just one thing, not one role, but he can be everything. And I don't know another person that can be that. And so when I think about what God can be, when we are talking to those listeners who may know him, but life got hard. We talk to those listeners who may not know him. And we maybe even are talking to the seasoned Christians. When we think about what God is, in spite of what you're going through, 
in spite of what happened and what you've been through, in spite of what people have done to hurt you. One of the biggest things we have to remember is that Christ is the source. You know, it's funny, Minister Isaiah, I will sit right by my phone charger and I'll let my phone die. (laughs) It's It's a bad habit. I will lay right beside my cell phone charger and still will let my phone die. And one night I was laughing at that so hard because my phone was on like 5%. And it wasn't like my charger was across the room. It wasn't like my charger was upstairs. My charger was right beside me. It did not move and it had the power to make me full and make me whole. But I did not plug in to the power source. And so when you mention how Christ is our source, I think about that scenario and I think about us as my cell phone. I think about us, right, as my charger being right beside me. And all I have to do is plug in to the source to be made whole, to be 100%. And so just like my cell phone and that charger, I charge you, myself, and all listeners to plug into the source. Plug into the source, he'll make us whole. Plug into the source, he'll be everything we need. And you'll look and be 100% again. That was so powerful, Minister Isaiah. Man, that was powerful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, I want to take this time as we, before we close, to thank you. You know, the word of God has no limits. And today definitely proved that. Today definitely proved that. You know, it's amazing how technology, it's amazing how social media can allow us to build connections, right? How Christ can bring people together who may have never met. And I want to take the time to thank you just for being so willing to bring a message of joy, to speak the word of God and let him lead you, and to even be able to just keep going in the midst of service and the lights. You kept going because you knew the mission. You never got rattled because you knew the mission and you knew the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I thank you so much for being here with me. I'll say today where I am, but tonight where you are, because I know it's getting late. <laughs> but I thank you so much for being here. And before we close out, I want to know if you will just give a prayer for us, just to be joyful, to remain, you know, in God's word and consistent and to allow whatever we may be going through, right? To just remove that for those that are listening. All right. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in Father, we thank you for what you have done in our life. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your awarding, what is your praise, what is your exalted. Father, the Bible says we should cast a burden on you. Father, whatever burden any 
Nigeria, meet in America, anywhere in the world, whatever border anyone is We pray that you will take part of that body in the name of Jesus. Father, we also thank you for the platform that was used to spread the good news all over the world. Father, we thank you for technology. We, we thank you for absolutely everything you're doing in our lives. And as we're going back to our, our, our various endeavor after this platform after this meeting let the spirit go with us in the name of jesus the bible says when the enemy shall come in like a flock the spirit of the lord will raise up a standard against them father as we are going back may your spirit go with us may your spirit protect us may your spirit guide us in the name of jesus may you fulfill the desire of every participant in the spirit in the name of jesus father said thank you for your name be glorified, may your name be exalted. For Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Minister Isaiah. I thank you from the bottom of my thank heart. You. It gives me great pleasure wow. to tell you that you are now a part of the whole entire servant leader family. I'm so thankful to have you as another brother in Christ, another person I know I can lean on if I need a prayer and just another servant leader out there in the world to make sure that we're leading as Christ would ask us to. So I pray God's best for you. If there's anything I can ever do, all you have to do is reach out. And I appreciate you so much just for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. Here. Bless you so much. Absolutely. We thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next time.